This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey, Crawl Space listeners. This is part two of our live show with Lori Bruno at the Rockwell Theater. This one's going to have a little bit more emphasis on more Murray, and it is brought to you commercial-free. That's no sponsors except for the Missing More Murray podcast, which you have to go and subscribe to, or else you're going to get about halfway through this one and everything's just going to shut down. Follow us on Twitter, at CrawlSpacedPod. Check out our websites, CrawlSpacedPodcast.com, EmptyFramesPodcast.com, and MauraMurrayDoc.com. And if you are a subscriber to us on Patreon, you now have access to a pretty entertaining backstage video that we took right before our show with Lori uh, on Sunday, March 25th. If you were not a subscriber to us on Patreon, what are you waiting for? It's like two bucks a month. All right. Enjoy the show. anybody um, approach you and think that they have the same abilities that, that you have and yes. they, they want to, you know, advice? What, what kind of advice do you give? I tell them, read Psychic Self-Defense by Dion Fortune. If you're going into the world of the psychic, read the book, Psychic Self-Defense, written by a woman who was with the Brotherhood of Light in England. And it was Psychic Self-Defense by Dion Fortune. Dion Fortune's other name was Violet Firth, F-I-R-T-H. She wrote this most fantastic book. You can get it on the, you can use it as a listener book too. They have, but it deals with protection. When you go into the psychic world and there's the good and the bad, you understand? There is negative and positive in everything. So, when you go into that world, there's a bell that goes off. Ha-ha, <laughs> fresh meat. Just as there are good forces, there are bad. The Kabbalah is a Hebrew magical text. There's a tree of life and the tree of death. Okay? You have to be very, very careful where you walk. Oh, why don't we use the goetic magic? And That's the lesser key of Solomon. Oh, it's going to give you everything you want. Oh, my God, you can have everything by using that negative force. But when it comes to collect, I don't want to be you. Ooh, I don't want to be you. Talk about being a shriveled up room, walking around horribly. Yeah, that'll get you. I know somebody it happened to. They used it, and it abused them. 
and it took many things from them. You never, never think that when you call on the negative force, it's not going to come to give you a good whack. Aside from being an occultist, my father was an exorcist too. He taught me the prayers of exorcism because not only are there good things in life, they were bad. Yes, I've had to learn, know the dark side and the light. I studied from when I was six years old. There's no crash course in psychism. There's none. You have to know that there are all forces there. Some are seen and some are unseen. Okay? Oh, I'm going to go in a graveyard and conjure doo-doo-doo-doo. Okay. Meanwhile, are you prepared to go in that graveyard? Did you eat meat or any animal products? Well, yeah, I had a steak dinner. Good, okay. That's blood. You don't go in there. Oh, I just had a couple of beers. I'm going to go in there and go ghost hunting. Oh, they'll hunt you, all right. Because number one, your forces of protection are down. Protection is your best way of doing things in the psychic world. Protect yourself first. Don't ever think you are invincible. Oh, wait. Oh, I can do this and I can do that. No, you can't. Think well before you open the doors to heaven or hell. Think well. Be armed. I always like Archangel Michael. He's pretty good. He, he's always been good to me. That's why we Magi, which I am part of Magi Craft, deal with the Archangel Michael. And that is what it is. Archangel Michael is a protector. Oh, but that's Christian. No, it is not. It has never been any religion. Angels have no isms. They're there as a force field against negativity. Oh, they're angels that do the bad stuff too. You better read about them. But don't ever think that you are invincible. You're not. Always protect yourself. Put that energy force around you. I always like to keep take it. How many of you shower before you go to bed at night? Oh, no, I do it in the morning. <laughs> Outside, you're meeting people all day. You this, you that, giving you this. And then you go home. You take your dinner. And then you go and lay down. And meanwhile, those little invisible kakanunus are flying around. You lay down. Ha <laughs> ha, let's get her. Or him. Take a shower. It is a power every night to clear away the blight. Put kosher salt in the bottom of the shower and squish your feet around it. That clears things out. Salt is a power of cleaning. Always shower before you go to bed at night. Oh, I get in the bathtub. Yeah, okay, fine. The water's still on you. Get out there. Get in the shower. It's like a waterfall. <laughs> shower. It gives you the power. The water. Don't you feel better in the morning after you shower? Imagine now you'll sleep at night after you shower. Much better. All right, I got something uh, to do tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't be lazy, because you're crazy. <laughs> and your body gets a little hazy. Trust me. Believe me. And remember, there's nothing wrong with Jesus. What's wrong with the people that try to fo follow him and use him? Because if he were here today, 
he'd turn the whole Vatican upside down. Oh, yes, he would. And he'd get a few of the Islamists and get them. My daughter believes also in the Muslim faith. I was reading about it. Nothing wrong with it. I read the Koran. No, there are many things that have been turned around in the Koran to go ahead and make people do wrong, just as the Bible has done. I am going to put Uriah in the forefront of battle because I want his wife Bathsheba. You ever hear that story? Well, one time David saw a pretty girl. Her name was Bathsheba. She was in a bath sub. She was taking a bath and he was looking over the palace wall and said, hmm, I like her. Whose wife is that? Is he a girlfriend or anything? That's Uriah, commander of your army. Okay, put him in the forefront of the battle. I want her. He justified murder, didn't he? But the hand of the creator said, oh, no, you don't, mister. She was pregnant with a baby, too, by David. She lost the baby. But then there was mercy shown, and Solomon the king was born. And that's where his magical books are, the book of Solomon, too, come from. He commanded the jinn to create the temple of Jerusalem. They're, they're, they're all different. The secret teachings of all the ages. Get the book by Manly Hall. You'll read about some of the things in there. Burst yourself in knowledge. That's what the church didn't want people to do. The serpent was knowledge, you know. Don't be smart. Don't use your brain. Because then you'll have to you'll give us more cash. Okay. <laughs> so this is a theme that... that you know, spirituality is real, but religion is somewhat corrupt or has been It corrupt. has been corrupted. Yeah. Look, who would, who would go have inquisitions and call, say it's God's will? Who would burn humanity? Yeah, Tim. <laughs> who would do that? I mean, these are maniacs. Hiding behind crosses, hiding behind, uh, the, you know, back. come on, you. Stop it. Let everyone believe in the light. Carry that light. You are part of it. Christ was a light. Muhammad was a light. Buddha. They didn't teach murder. They did not. Man turned it around. Well, you devil, though, we're going to do that. They'll pay us money. I like the little pope we have today. He cooks his own food, has his own apartment, and he goes out amongst the poor. I like him. I'd sit down with him. The other ones are pomp and circumstance. Somebody said to me, why do you wear some Dutch jewelry? Because in case there's a war, they close banks. <laughs> Hello, this will buy your way to freedom, darling. <laughs> I believe in the old ways, the little, the little satchel on the side of you, you carry a few diamonds in there, across the border, we eat. Hello. Don't ever let them kid you. They close the banks when there's a war. Oh, I got A.T. sock. You know what you can do with that piece of stock paper? Well, well the sun doesn't shine. Anyway, <laughs> always, pre always prepare to have that little stash. You understand me? Always. And not paper money. Gee, you bought this here. You own, you own gold. There's a piece of paper that says I own gold. Where's the gold? It's on paper. Put it in your house. Hide it. 
put it in little, bo- little boxes and hide things. Be smart, because you don't know what's going to come. You do. I, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> That's why I did what I did. <laughs> um, so here's a sort of a spirituality question that I have here. Go ahead. Um, m- murder, right? It's, it's something that happens. We do true crime stuff. What are murderers? Are they, are they like souls that are defective? Yes. They're base creatures. Something takes them over. A negative force. Remember we talked about negative and positive? The negative force gets in. When you take drugs, you're pulling down that shield. Oh, guess who's there? I can get in. You ever see the bag of heroin? They have the face of death on it. They have the devil's face on it. They're telling you, dummy. Hello? I'm going to get high. Yeah, you're going to get high then. You're going to get low. I I never touched a drug in my life. I was there when the flower kids were there. I think I'll smoke a weed. No, I smoke a weed. The weed will smoke you. Soon enough, eat the lining of your brain. Then you'll have the pain. You want to get high, get high on life. Oh, I was left with two children and no child support. I could have gotten drugged. I could have drunk. Me, me, me. No mother and father would give me anything. You made your bed, you lay in it. Okay? My family was not easy. They were tough. But they toughened me up for one reason, so I would survive. And I would use this and not let this get flaked out. Murderers? Murderers are people who murder people on the Internet. Every day. How many of you see people bashing people? They're murderers of the spirit. You follow what I'm saying? Bashing this one. Come out from behind the keyboard, dummy, and face me face to face. You think I'm afraid of you? Uh Uh-uh. I was getting bashed on the internet. I took somebody to court. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) He called me the C word. I was I was reading about that last night, and I was yes. yeah. Oh no! I got in that courtroom and said, "No, you're absolutely incorrect. I'm the queen of the seas." <laughs> and Judge Brennan looked at me like this. I said, and I winked at him, and I said, "That's why I'm here. I am the queen." <laughs> How'd the case turn out? He was told to shut up and never to bother me again. Beautiful. Justice was done. Was that the first time that that you've ever been taken or had to take somebody to court? First time. First time. And that's the last time. I think he's learned his lesson very nicely. And one girl says, you're nothing unless he calls you the C word. I said, why don't you bend over again and become part of the Bohica group? (laughs) Bend over. Here it comes again, dummy. That's a new tribe of women who will bend over for a nickel a dime. Here comes the slime. 130000 baby. And now you want to give it back to him so he can make more money. Oh, come on. Come on, Queen Crotch. Go away. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, but I say it like it is. Lady who lay down should shut mouth up. You got the cash, shut up. Nothing against people who want to... Do nothing because you know you're put in a position sometimes that, that a woman goes through that. But how could you go ahead? 
He gave me $130,000 through his lawyer. Oh, come on. How gullible do you think humanity is? Have some class and stop showing your aspidestra. <laughs> now, the yes, last... murderers are no good. <laughs> they really aren't. Um, on that topic, uh, the last time that we came to talk to you about Maura Murray, and actually the first time, too, you started talking about Nikki Evangelist. Yes. Um, would, would love to talk about this, uh, this case a little bit. Or... Back in 1991, in July, there was a young girl by the name of Nikki Evangelist from Clinton, Massachusetts. A girl by the name of Cindy came to me for a reading. And I said, you're not here for a reading. You want lottery numbers. I, I gave lottery numbers and they come out for people. I'm not for myself, trust me. Only when the dead give me a number, they'll come out. Anyway, I go ahead and I said, I'll give you a lottery numbers. But you know, Susan, the hairdresser, needs me and Linda. She looked at me like this and her brother. She says, how do you know? I said, just tell them. There's no charge. Come and see me. They need peace. So Susan, Sam, Sam is the brother, and Linda came to see me. I said, you have to bring me something that your sister wore. They brought a plastic pair of yellow earrings. I'll never forget it. And a T-shirt and a denim jacket. I put the earrings in my ear, and all of a sudden I went into another time. And I said, your sister left the house, cut off jeans, her hair still wet. She went down the street to a place that has a bird on it. Eagles? No, falcon. Falcon. I said, there's an octagon-shaped window And she meets this young man, Brian, Brian, she's walking out with him. Oh my God, no, it's the house with the bow window. I can't breathe anymore. I took the earrings out of my ear and I said, listen to me, your sister's on the wall, there's a written $5 bill, underneath there your sister is in plastic and, and duct tape, put her in hollowed ground. I said, my God, I, can't. I took the things away from me and I said, please find her. Two days later, this was in December, and then at the top of the stairs, I said, and by his own mouth, the murderer will be caught. I can see no more. His name was Brian Pierce. He was shooting his mouth off, and there was an undercover cop. I believe it was December the 21st, 1991. They brought him into the, jail, the prison in Clinton. They found her body, incidentally, where I said, and they brought her home to a resting place. Brian Pierce is still in Cedar Junction jail. 
for the murder of Nikki Evangelist. He strangled her. She went to try to borrow his car because she wanted to go to the beach with her sisters. And on that pretext, he got her. The police thought that she had gone away, ran away. But she, I said, no, 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 no. She was working, I think, with the Peace, Peace Corps at the time. And she had come home, you know, to be with the family. She was 19 years old. Beautiful girl. Her birthday was January 9th. That was her date of birth. She was Capricorn. I felt so close to that girl. It was unbelievable. I saw everything. And they, he is now at Cedar Junction. Sam Evangelist and the family became very close to me. In fact, I officiated the wedding for Sam and his wife, Bonnie. It's, it's, they're very close to me. Maura Murray, fork in the road. There's some, like a roadhouse or something could be in the middle. And I saw that fork that way, going towards a mountain and water and thick brush. That's all I got. There's somebody there that does know concerning this. And they might be an official, but there's something there that I can never say any more than that. I pray for her soul all the time. She was misguided. She drank a little too much. But what I saw there was this truck. It may have had like, been an SUV, a big, but it was big. And it could have been like a pickup truck that they put an extra piece on. But that is what stopped. And that's what I saw. And that won't leave me. So she got into an SUV or a It looked like truck. an SUV pickup with truck a with a top on it. It was like a reddish or dark color. There was, seems to have been like dark and red to this. Okay. Could have been like a two-tone. But I kept seeing the two colors blending. And you feel that she got willingly into that? Yeah, I felt she did. Because she was wobbling when I saw her. Intoxicated. Yeah. I wish I could have helped her family more. But justice will be done. Someone is going to make a slip, just like that Brian Pierce did. Someone's going to make a slip along the way. Wonderful. Yeah, Uh, in, in the previous two trips that we that we had to you, and uh, we talked about the Maura Murray case. We threw out some names and showed you some pictures and things like that. Um, we have some more names. Is that okay to run those by you now? All right, all right. Okay. Um, now you sort of hit on Claude Moulton. Yeah, that that name bothered me. Um, and he was he was living in in this house uh, up the road at the time of Maura's disappearance. That is uh, known as the A frame. A frame. Yeah. So a frame house. After we had visited you in 2016, uh, the, there was a TV show called The Disappearance of Maura Murray that that uh, aired on Oxygen Network a few months ago, and uh, they they found some DNA in the house. Uh, well, the a frame house yes. was. Yeah, they found uh, what what they said were were two um, samples of blood, two different people, one male, one female. 
or at least one female. I'm not sure about the male. I can't, I can't recall. But they don't have a full profile as far as we know currently. But this house was about or is about a mile from where Mora went missing. And that, that is one of the leading theories. Right. And it was the A-frame house. I wish I could do more to help her. But I do, as I told you, what I saw. Yeah. Wooded area. And uh, I have a funny feeling that justice will be done sooner than we know. Could be before the end of this year. That would be amazing. Somebody's going to step in a place where they're not supposed to. And it's going to come out. I kept seeing one to two men. One to two, one to two, constantly. And that was it. But I know she was very wobbly. What about the name Greg Floyd? Why is that a confused person? Um, good question. He's had some run-ins with the law. Confusion. Drugs, too. Was he selling drugs at one point? That is absolutely correct, yep. He was a drug seller. Yeah. This is a bad entity. Yeah. He's done a lot of bad things, about five times worse. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I want you to know that. Mm-hmm. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Listen to the 48 Hours podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. Sometime in the early 80s, REO Speedwagon's airplane made an unannounced middle-of-the-night landing. This is my friend Kyle McLaughlin, the star of Twin Peaks. And he's telling me about how he discovered a real-life Twin Peaks in rural North Carolina, not far from where he filmed Blue Velvet. What was on the plane was copious amounts of drugs coming in from South America. Supposedly, Pablo Escobar went looking for other spots, quiet, out-of-the-way places to bring in his cocaine. My name is Joshua Davis, and I'm an investigative reporter. Kyle and I talk all the time about the strange things we come across, but nothing was quite as strange as what we found in Varnumtown, North Carolina. There's crooked cops, brother against brother. Everyone's got a story to tell, but does the truth even exist? Welcome to Varnumtown. Varnumtown is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, there's a very public uh, moment where uh, there was a, in New Hampshire, in Franconia, where um, 
a uh, young man, Lico Kenny, I believe he was 21 or 22, he was pepper sprayed by a police officer and he pulled a gun from underneath his seat and shot the police officer. And then this fellow, Greg Floyd, was sort of inexplicably on the scene at the moment. He went over to the police officer who was on the ground and picked up his gun and shot Lico through the passenger side window and killed him. Bad, bad music. Bad. Yeah. Very bad people. When we went to see you in 2016, you sort of got the same kind of vibe off of Greg Floyd as you did with Claude Moulton, who lived right. in that A-frame house. Right. Same thing. Yeah. Same kind of stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. But you don't get necessarily get more as energy at that A-frame or with Claude. Something with the A-frame. Something with the A-frame? I just have a couple more names, if you don't mind. Names that I we haven't brought up before. It is this right. I just want. I would just want to be clear. Like we haven't brought these up y- before. The, yeah. Yeah. And this is all. This is allegations. You know, these are based on rumors, basically. Um, the name. Who's the twins to him? The uh, there's uh, two brothers that he uh, was reportedly hanging out with. Are they twins? I'm not sure that they're twins. They seem like two of them. They're not good people, these people. Yeah. There's this roadside restaurant. What is that roadside restaurant around them? Something has to do with them. With uh, and his like, two friends. I feel like a sick feeling from them. Yeah. Not oh. a good feeling. Brothers. These are bad people. Yeah. Why are they in the distance? I'm not sure. They kind of they've kinda, left the area. I believe they're in the area, but they're kind of names that have come up um, in the past year or so. They're like in the fog. The, the, the Chris and David people that are, are like in a fog. Or Ooh. hiding. Or hiding. Yeah, that's what I feel hiding. And then there was there was one other uh, instance during during those videos that I that I thought was was really interesting, and I might have been off on this. You asked who was the carpenter, yeah, and I said Rick Forcier, and I believe he is a carpenter or was a carpenter. Um, but then immediately after, you asked who's who talks with a slurred voice, yeah. and we believe that is Tim Carpenter. That's his name. Okay, he is uh, the former husband of Kathleen Murray, who is Maura's sister. Oh, God. This family has a mess in it. It's sad. Very sad. I wish I could help them more. But it's... it's the only thing I can tell you here with this is that justice can be done before the end of the year. But you're going to see a whole conglomeration there of everything. The father, I feel bad for him. Yeah. He's taken it very bad, I feel. Mm. Very bad. And some people are trying to pull on him, tell him not to give them any money. You understand me? Anybody coming to him, oh, we want you to pay for this. Anybody that's a quasi-psychic, 
Tell them, tell them to give them nothing. He isn't a bad man. He's a good man. Mm -hmm. Wife is, I can't see the wife. Uh, she passed away. Okay. Who's the Mary Elizabeth? Mary Elizabeth. Uh, Liz. Mary Elizabeth. There's a man, lady with the name Mary Elizabeth. Something to do with a woman named Mary Elizabeth. It's got to be around one of them there. I know Maura had a friend or two, I think, named Liz, but... It was Mary Elizabeth. Okay. Now, in, in one of those videos, you mentioned that... Uh, Mora had left her boyfriend and she had uh, met somebody else. Yes, I felt that. Um, There's something on the in internet. Did they ever find it? They have not. Uh, uh. There has been, uh, as far as we know, there has been nothing um, pulled from Mora's computer's hard drive. I feel she had met somebody. New. Yeah. Now, we had heard in the past six months or so that Mora did meet somebody I believe it was the night before she went missing, or at least was was seen talking to that person or something. Yes. The night before she went missing. This, this is true. Yeah. This is true. But that person had nothing to do with her disappearance, right? I don't feel that. Okay. I feel like she was searching, but the boyfriend isn't a bad guy. A little bit controlling, but mm. not a bad guy. But that's, he didn't do anything to her. That I do not yeah. feel that. There's been some allegations about the uh, the ex-boyfriend um, recently in the past year or so, a couple of years. He wasn't even in the area there. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't see him there. This is something completely new. She went off some... This is like really weird. It's like something was pulling her there, but... I think there should be something on a computer or something that will give them a hint to what it was. I always felt that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still do. Uh, well, uh, we could probably open it up to some questions from, sure. the, from, the, from the audience if you're down to do that. Um, there's a mic there. Oh, looks like we have somebody already waiting. <laughs> and then our, our assistant, uh, John, will run a mic over to, to anybody who has a question as Thanks, well. Thanks, John. Yeah. Um, so... Go ahead. Hi. Hi. First of all, I want to thank you all very much for doing this. And, Laurie, I want to thank you for, for coming to me. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Uh, <laughs> I was interested in something that you had said. Uh, I, I remember the case as it unfolded 14 years ago and lost track of it. And recently a friend of mine pulled me in, and rather I should say the case pulled me in. And... Here I am today. Now, I have a question for you if you can see anything because it was something that you said that I've been wrestling with in my own mind with the police. Somehow, I feel there is a connection mm -hmm. relative-wise yep. between the persons involved yep. and a relationship to someone in that police department and that is why there is no information coming out of there. And, and that's why there's no information about the computer 
or any of their investigation. I was just wondering if you kind of had that same feeling. I did have that feeling. Okay. That's why I said there's somebody with an official there. So, oh, sorry, so to ask further, if, if I might, um, do you feel when you say there's going to be a trip up in somebody somewhere? I feel it. Do, do you feel it's... I feel it's not from the official side. I feel it's going to be from the bad side. It and, is going to be from okay. the bad side. They're going to be either be talking about it because they think nobody's listening anymore, and there'll be a crowded room, and they will make a slip. Awesome. Okay. And that is where justice is done, and that's like I tell you, I do my projection with the Archangel Michael. You understand? Mm -hmm. I do. That's the way I believe. Right. Archangel Michael is very powerful for justice. Nobody fools an angelic force. An angelic force is a force of truth, especially when you're dealing with the Archangel Michael. He will make things come out. That's how the slime ball got caught with Nikki Evangelist. And Mara's family needs this. They absolutely do. And she do. needs to come home. One day, if they want, they can sit and call me, and I will sit with them and speak with them, if they ever do. But I cannot go there and say, I want to talk to you. They have to seek me out, just like Nikki's family did. Okay. Thank you. Because there's a direct connection there with them and I. All right? And if I can see it, I will see it with all my heart. They don't have to pay me. As I said, it's blood money if you take money. And I don't take blood Thank money. You. You're welcome, darling. Thank you. Any any other ones uh, right here in the front? Again, thank you very much from our, all our hearts. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> if I can help you, I help you. Uh, Laurie, it's a true joy that you could give us all this so important information for everybody to try to hone in and weave it all together. Um, you mentioned a little earlier about what you might have, s you visualized in the leaves, what you mentioned with Lance and Tim earlier. And I was just curious, if you see any of her personal belongings in the vicinity of that vision, she's missing a phone and a necklace. That's what Julie conveyed to me personally. There are things there. And it's like in the brush, okay, where leaves are. Mm -hmm. And it's been, like, pushed into the ground. But it is there, not too far from what I told you I found in my mind. You hear? Not too far from there. Okay. Thank you so very much, all of you. If you can look, you'll find it. But I know it's near the mountain area, lake. There's some water there. It's off to that road that I saw on the side. Do you have any feelings towards the Adnan, Adnan Sayed case? The what? Adnan Sayed. He's in jail for a murder um, in Heyman Lee. The murder of Heyman Lee. Murder of who? Heyman Lee. What does the truck and the bus mean to her? This girl that died? To Hay? Yeah. I'm not sure. Should the track meet she was going, or they thought she was going to? She was going where? 
to a track meet? Something's not right there. I agree. Something is very wrong. Will they do a polygraph on him? Jeez. There's something wrong with that story. Very wrong. You don't feel he's guilty, do you? I don't either. You're not familiar with the podcast Serial, right? No. No, I'm not. Yeah. I just felt this story stinks. You see, I don't, I don't, didn't look at the podcast. I just got this vision that no, this is a lie. I saw the bus and they said, "That's why." I said, "What's the trucks going by in the bus?" This man is innocent. All right, Adnan is innocent. <laughs> Go for it. It's like hidden. I just got the the message hidden. Who is this Brianna Tim? It's hidden. Something's hidden with that name. That's what I got. Hidden. The word hidden. Now, when when this like feelings come, you said this word hidden came up to you or or, or showed itself to you. Is that like uh, you see the spell, like the letters, or how does it's It's just like a veil comes over my face. It's hidden, and it like expresses to you that this that this woman is hidden, and you get this feeling. Yes. Interesting. Um, yeah, she's a missing person as well. A hidden. Yeah. She went missing in 2004 as well. Yeah. Dear God. You know, these people get on the internet and they talk to these guys. Please, God, be very careful. Careful who you're talking to. You don't know if they're serial killers. You don't know who they are. I'm lonely. I'll talk to this guy at 2 in the morning. No, I won't. I'll read a book. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) At least I know who's in the book. He's not going to come out and choke me. (laughs) I'd rather be alone than in bad company. I really would. (laughs) Now, if if you're giving someone a reading, Lori, and and you see something bad in their immediate future, what do you say to them? Stop. (laughs) I really do. Stop it. Listen to me. You came to me for an answer, and I'm giving it to you. All right. This is, this is something bad that has happened to this. Two women that happened came to see me. And one said, oh, I met this guy on the Internet. He's an engineer. He's taking care of his child. He's got custody of his child. Oh, that's good. That's very nice, admirable. Oh, about a week later, oh, he had to go to Africa because, you know, he's an engineer. And he's going to be going to Zambia, whatever that it was, Kenya. And he's trying to take his daughter, of course. So I said, okay, that's nice. So about a week later, he's coming back. Oh, they were beset by robbers. And they took his $10,000. Oh. I said, don't you dare send any money. I said, he told you to wire the money to a hotel? He said, yeah. Because the, the owner of the hotel would go ahead and turn the currency because he lives there and blah, blah, blah. 
I said, no. I said, this belongs to this guy, Uma Labumba. That's the name I gave him. And he's the one that's contacting you. He took a picture off the internet and said it's him and his daughter. This is a racket. Oh, no, I have to send it. I said, no, you don't. A week later, another woman came with the same picture. I called my friend Margaret. I said, Margaret, get over here. She brought me the picture. And the other woman was sitting there, a nurse. Same guy. That's something that, you see, I picked up quickly. But if people want to listen to me, they listen to me. They don't, doubt. what can I say? Well, two women saved $10,000 anyway. <laughs> but they're the, they're the things I, I see and I say, stop. And then there are other people I, that I feel the guy's going to hurt this woman. I, I don't want to be lonely again. I said, you want your face bashed in? That's nice. Go ahead. I said, check him out with the police department. See if he's got a rap sheet. I never did that. Well, I think you should. And believe me, they find out, and I save their lives. But a lot of people, if you see a guy, you meet him. Check him on out. Don't be a dummy. You're not that lonely. Please, wake up. <laughs> now, what if someone went to you, and they, or, you know, they were going to die, and, and like, you know, just accidentally, like a, like a month or two after? Is that something you would see? Do you, would you tell I've that person? I warned people. You'd warn them. I've yeah. warned them, do not go here, do not drive, drive here, be careful. Have your car checked, there's something wrong in the brakes. Because I did see a woman dying with the brakes. She called me on the phone, my brakes are gone. I never thought they were. They were hanging. I felt it, I saw it. Yes, don't go here. But there's sometimes I get feeling, I tell my daughter, my daughter was in Amalfi, Italy. And now I'm in America, right? She's in Amalfi. Yvonne will tell you the story. I said, Yvonne, it's, it's raining there, bad. You got a storm. She said, yeah, I'm in the hotel. I said, why is it a convent? Convento di Luna is in Amalfi, Italy. It was a convent that was made in the 1300s, I believe, I said, St. Francis of Assisi. I said, Yvonne, I don't like your room there. I said, you have a room there. It's, you got an orange and green and white bedspread? Yeah, Ma, where are you? I said, I'm home in, in Boston. She says, Ma, I got that. <laughs> and there is a storm here. I said, there's a bathroom. You got to go up three steps. Cement, like the cement floor because it was made of cement. You know, the uh, flagstones. She says, Ma, that's the room I'm in. I said, get out of the room. Get out of that room now. Ma, what's wrong? I said, go in your friend's room and you share the room with her. So she says, okay. <laughs> I said, there was a suicide in there. You don't want to be there. They found out the next day I was correct. So that's, my daughter will tell you the story. She freaked out. I said, I don't like the tower across the street from there either. Somebody jumped from the tower back hundreds of years ago. She went out, she had last a local historical. Yeah, that's true. I said, there's a church called San Andrea. That's the church. I said, oh, hundreds of steps you have to go up. Ma, get out of here. You're in the mouth. Yeah, I know you are. No, I'm not. I'm in my house. <laughs> so you see, remote viewing it's called, which I've done. <laughs> you got a question over there? 
I get pictures in my head. And I also feel things, okay? They come, like they just you start to see them. Like uh, I could be, it's like a movie. All right, that's how I, I see it. And then I get feelings and I see it. I'm over a telephone doing a reading for a woman. Told her the clothes she was wearing and everything. My mind traveled. It happens. And when you get that like deja vu and things like that, yes, open the door. Don't be afraid. Put the light around yourself, always. Each and every day I do that. I say a little prayer every day to keep the light around me. No matter where I go, no matter where I walk. Okay? You have to. No, I have, listen to me. I can shut it off. Because I learned this here. If I say a certain little prayer that I alone know, I can flip it off. I say, I need to rest now. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, I, I think we're wrapping up on time here. I, I don't know how an hour and 50 minutes just went. Just 50 went, minutes? An hour and 40 minutes. Or well, it goes in the by. twinkling of a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do have a couple more questions. Time and space, you know? Read about it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Let's, let's, uh, let's get a couple more questions. You can yell it out. Read the book by Mr. Hawkins about time and space. He just passed into the other world now. Um, so on the Oxygen show, there was a whole, uh, with Alison Dubois, she mentioned a bridge in water. And I just didn't know if there was something that maybe you saw with that because um, actually a long time ago I reached out to Tim and Lance saying that I have a little bit of that kind of psychic sense and I have spent a lot of time in that area growing up. And I want to say last fall, I was up there hiking, and I came across an area that had the bridge and the water. And I felt like when Allison Bois said that, I just, like, every fiber of my body was like, oh, my God. Because I remember having a really weird, freaky feeling around that bridge. So I just, I don't know if you maybe see something with that. Can I tell you something? She said something that, that implanted it in your mind. Suggestion. You understand? Right. But I this was before, like, I went there before the show. No. Before she said that? Right. Okay. And then it took form. Thought right. okay. took form. So you don't think there's anything to that? Was there a disaster there? No, it was just a random, like, bridge. You just saw the bridge and the water, and she saw it with you, right? Is that um, what that was? The woman, Allison, was on the TV show. She's a medium, I believe, yeah. and she was with uh, the two investigators on the TV show, and um, she saw that there was this bridge um, that Maura may have been disposed near, and so they kind of traveled to several different bridges on the show, and uh, she never really could come up with what bridge... Um, where Bridget was could have been? Yeah. Where Mara was? Right. Remember I told you there was water. Mm-hmm. Remember that I told you there was a lot of brush? Big body of water Mountains. Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't a big body of water. It was a small body of water. Yeah, this yeah. is the bridge that I saw. It was a small body of water? It was like a small, it was like kind of a small stream. And when yeah. you said earlier there was like lots of brush... There a lot like, of brush. A lot I of saw. heavy overgrowth. 
Go over there and look. Yeah, there's a group in May. In there's the early ba- mountain May. there. There's mountain oh, there. Oh yeah, there's mountains all over there. there. You yeah. go there and look. There, uh, there's a search group that is um, called Boots on the Ground that is going to be searching. Oh, please in, go. Uh, New Hampshire in there's early May. Here. Yeah, we will definitely uh, give, uh, you know, help out and give. That's all I saw. Yeah, let them know that and. Uh, there's the something areas. blue, some blue clothes. What is with the blue clothes? Um. She, yeah, I'm not sure. She made up out a blue backpack was one of, one of blue, the things we just Blue heard. clothes, orange. There's something orange, too, there. Hmm. I'm not sure. Something orange color. You go there and look. You're not off. <laughs> you go there and look. Yeah. Yeah, there's something not right there. Got a question up here? We do come back. The soul, the ethereal body, soul, it never ends. You understand me? It never stops. It is eternal. And we do come back. There will always be your ancestors. A lot of times in a family when somebody dies, don't you see a birth come again? Yeah, well, part of that person comes back. The soul reincarnates, but the spirit that was your grandmother will always be there. The spirit is there. The soul does come back, but that memory of the spirit is always going to be there to protect you. That's there. That always, it never stops. Never. But the souls do come back. I've seen it. (laughs) Believe me, I have. person goes missing, their loved ones often find themselves overcome with worry and grief. Bruce Maitland started the 501c3 nonprofit organization Private Investigations for the Missing because he knows this feeling all too well. When Bruce's daughter Brianna disappeared in March 2004, he was surrounded by licensed private investigators dedicated to finding her. Now his mission is to provide dedicated private investigators at no cost to other families of the missing, desperate for answers, but without the financial means. Private Investigations for the Missing needs your help. To read the mission statement, make a donation, and keep up with our blog, visit us at investigationsforthemissing.org and follow us at PI for the Missing on Twitter and Facebook and Investigations for the Missing on Instagram. Because forever is too long to wait.